Sharpen that booger picking fingers. Basically, I could sit here and talk a whole hour about bees. Okay, we inseminated the queen. Ooh. I would say, delete that. Yeah! About squillions of dollars and squillions of people. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me war horse! Contact the Power Rangers at once. Hey, it's Lars from Metallica. I'm about to stick 50 grand up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hello, Sandman. Hi. This is Metallica, the official unofficial compendium podcast of all things Metallica. I am your co-host, Stephen Schaefer, along with me. It's Remy Hall. How you doing? I'm pretty good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Good. Uh, you can email the podcast at metallachatpod at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at metallachatpod. Um, today, we will be revisiting Metallica's sophomore album, 1984's Ride the Lightning. Mm. What <laughs> What if I just went into a Jenny Carson? <laughs> Ride, the Ride the Lightning. I did not know that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Mr. Kirk Hammett. Yes. I did not know that. Weird and wild stuff. You all, you went Owen Wilson there at the end. Weird. Wow. Wow. Lars, wow. Um, <laughs> okay, we were just talking about Lars. Hold on, pause. We, we were just talking yeah. about Lars. That picture that we posted a while ago where something horrible had happened to his face, and we were discussing how he looks like a troll man. You said there was another one where he was handing somebody a birthday cake or Yeah, uh, Metallica shared a photo, I think it was on Instagram not long ago, and it's Lars handing, I think it's a birthday cake to James. Yeah. And he just looks like a little troll man, like serving this up to like a king or a god. Yeah. Because James looks very fit and very <laughs> tall in it. And Lars just looks like, like a little crack. Yeah. He, uh, uh, he's starting to look like, you know, at the end of The Last Crusade where he drinks from the wrong grail and he ages really quickly. He chose poorly. But like before, like all the like his eyes sink out of his yeah. head and all that. Like just where he's old. That's what Lars is kind of starting to look like. He's got, if he just grows that long hair out. And he, it doesn't help that he wears the leggings, like jeans things. Is he still doing that? Oh, yeah. I haven't been paying attention. It, since we moved past the era, actually, now that we're back to discussing the era of upsetting shorts, we should really just make some sort of compilation. You know, we should actually, I would like to see like some kind of uh, visualization, a graph, a timeline, if you will, mm. of like Lars's apparel, yeah, live apparel. Because I think Optimum Shorts is maybe like, like Load Reload, maybe? Or really? Like Black Album? Were they like leather at that point because it was Load and Reload? No. Were they mesh? I, I mean, I think in Cunning Stunts, they're like blue, like bicycle shorts. Yeah. Oh, I remember I remember those shorts, and that must have been Cunning Stunts because we've only done a few of the live shows. Yeah. I, I, I think like Ride the Lightning, like early, was still like tight 80s jeans and a denim jacket or a leather jacket. We got to find some footage here. You keep talking. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to YouTube my shit here. Okay. Um, we got to get into it right off the bat. So we're we're recording this um, on Sunday, February twenty fifth. It's true. This past Friday, uh, they put out a little teaser on on Twitter that just said Monday, and there had been some rumblings of, hey, they're gonna, hey guys, they're gonna, they're gonna do it. They're guys. gonna announce a uh, guys, a U.S. arena tour. Would you please listen? And that's what they're doing. I mean, we don't know that, Stephen. However, all the venues also shared that. It's teaser. true, including Sprint Center, which is the local venue around her and KC, the arena. They're coming to KC, dog. Dog, I'm so in, dog. And they're coming to Wichita. I'm having a real hard time not going there, too. Uh, they're also coming to, I think, Lincoln, Nebraska. And Oklahoma City. And Tulsa. You want to quit your job? <laughs> uh, it's a lot of dates. It's a f- 
that's the thing. As I was listing them off just to tell Abby what was going on, and uh, it ended up being kind of a like a joke how many venues, and they're doing Canada too, so it's North American, entirely North American tour. They're doing they, Canada, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, there were def- the f- first few that were listed were Canadian. Interesting. It's because uh, like um, Saskatoon, I think. I just kind of wanted to say Saskatoon, but I do think that was Alberta, one. Edmonton, eh? Colder than the witch's tit. We know their tour process now. They do like two weeks on, hit a bunch of dates, and then they take like a week off. So the tour must be over a, a long period of time. Do you think we're going to get another one of those fresh dates, bro? Are we talking fresh dates? We are. Is this an episode of First Dates? <laughs> <laughs> it's an episode of First Dates, Fresh Dates. In the car, I just can't wait to pick you up on our very first date. I can What's o- your first date? Like, like when you were a cute little... Um, I think it was to King Louie, the bowling alley. Okay. Do you remember that? At, yeah. At 95th and, or no, 87th and Metcalf-ish? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. They had a skating rink. Yeah. I went there with a lot of my first girlfriends. Oh, did you? A lot of hand-holding, a lot of bowling. Maybe a smooch or two. Oh. I'm trying to think. Uh, one of the first things I went, it was with my high school girlfriend, Tori, mm-hmm. and uh, we went uh, to a swing dancing thing with That's a bunch adorable. of, with a couple other couples. That's great. <laughs> Yeah. That's a good, like, first And you know thing. what? We're still friends. Really? Yeah. What an in store. What a happy end. <laughs> what an in story. <laughs> to your mouth part, Steven. <laughs> I don't know. I need water. I'm pr- I'm now, pr- what was your freshest date, dog? Oh, we can't get into that. Okay. This is the end of fresh date. First date. First, fresh. Bye. <laughs> in the car, I just can't wait to pick you up on our very what the so fuck were you, we talking about? Do you think Casey's going to be a, a hot, fresh date Yeah, like, so when we saw him in St. Louis, it was the beginning of uh, one of the legs of the tour. Yeah, I I hope so. God, I hope we get a fresh date. I would love that but shit. But you know what? I wouldn't mind a, a late date either. Just to see what's going on. Just get the opposite end of the spectrum when they're just tired as fuck. Yeah. To some of those clips that we've seen that they posted and we're like, come on, you guys. You guys, this isn't, this isn't you at your best. Is this, is this an episode of Late Dates? <laughs> It sure fucking is. What was your latest date? Uh, my latest date? What was the latest thing we did that was a date, Engineer Abby? We need to go on a date. Let's go see a movie. We haven't even... God damn it. You know what happens in a couple weeks is uh, Last Jedi comes out <laughs> on oh. digital release, and I still fucking haven't seen it, and I only know one tiny minor spoiler, and this cue, everybody shooting me spoilers on Twitter now, but, uh, I, you know, it can be done, people. It's coming to you now, though. Yeah. You'll see it. That's what I'm saying. All right. And I, and I hear it's not here nor there. It's just, You'll like it. I know. I think, I think it's too much. Too much shit. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think it's pretty damn good. It's happening in my voice today. I don't know. This is an episode of Late Dates. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. New episode, Late Dates. Start it again. What was your latest date? Um, I We, we went and got uh, some Mexican food, and then we went to see Black Panther. Tell me about that Black Panther. No spoilers or anything. It's incredible. Anything that any opinions that you haven't heard voiced elsewhere? Um, I th- no personally, I think it's my favorite Marvel movie. Like seriously, out of all of them, really? Yeah, the story's great. It just executes on everything so well, and it's different. And it's not just because it's it's fresh. 
Like it's not just because it's new. <laughs> it's not just because it's new, is no. it? I, I I think it has an amazing story. I think it actually says something. It has the best villain of a Marvel movie, I think. And uh, it, you know what? It has a huge ensemble, and no one is lost in it. That's really cool. And I've heard it's pretty much every black actor that you can think of. It is. There are a lot of people Which, that in a good way, know yeah. that, that were in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, awesome. Yeah, that was an episode of uh, Late Dates. <laughs> Let's uh let's stop for station identification. You're listening to Metalla Chat. Yeah. Uh the official unofficial compendium podcast of all things Metallica. Um so a lot of dates. Hope we're getting fresh dates. Yeah. Um by God, they're going to Wichita. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Wichita like is there an arena in Wichita? Yeah. They're like what is it? I mean it's probably a shack or a barn or something. It has to be. Um so by the time you hear this, listeners, Metallic Cats, you already know all the details, and I'm assuming tickets will go on sale uh, either this Friday or maybe the following week, but um, super, super exciting. I expect it to be probably very late fall or winter or even into the next year, just by the amount of dates. When do you think tickets are going to go on sale? Do you think that's happening Monday or do you think it's going to be announced Monday and they'll go on sale Friday? I bet, I bet that's it. Monday's the drop date, you think? No, I bet Monday they announced the oh, dates okay. and then tickets are on sale Friday or How something. How much fucking money are we going to spend on this? I don't know. I mean, I'll get floor. We'll, we'll oh, no, we're doing it. <laughs> no, but even like, like, I'm not fucking around. You're saying number of dates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I would be down to go do like KC and Wichita or KC and Lincoln. Totally down. Let's see what we can make work. Show me that, show me that 80s Lars. You got, you got something pulled up here. Is that this? Here we go. Oh, that white explorer. Look at that. James. So this is this is 1985. So this is uh, Metallica Ride the Lightning Metal Hammer Festival 85. On the U-est of tubes. Ooh, I like that camera movement with the headbang. It's weird. It sounds much different. At least the opening rifted. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're actually playing Ride the Lightning. God, what I wouldn't give to get in a time machine and go And back. just look how basic the lighting is and everything. They're it's, just in a little club. Yeah. Cliff in his in his fucking Canadian tuxedo, just fucking nailing it. And bell bottoms, just were they crushing? Yeah. Show me some Lars here. Maybe you might not see a whole bunch of Lars. He's kind of in the shadows. I love that old blurry '80s film effect. I, I love that with the lighting. It's got a nice glow. Yeah. Kirk really has not aged a whole lot. It's kind of nuts. He's only gotten. Um, He's only your, gotten weird. your smile is so warm and gentle. You have such feelings for him. Um, oh, I, he's the gentlest soul. He's he's only gotten gentler. Hetfield really does benefit from a mustache. At least when he was younger, <laughs> he really does. He had a weird he had a weird lip thing going on. He doesn't anymore. Yeah. He had it's just when he was younger. He, it, 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 there's not a lot of lips there. It did him well. No, there's a whole bunch of upper lip though. If you had to rank the four of them, top mm. top to let's go with this era with Cliff Burton, mm. top to bottom, who has the best lips? What would, how would you rank? I mean, Kirk's are always going to be best, right? Those luscious, without a doubt, PLO lips, without a doubt. Um, I, I would go probably Lars second, third Cliff, fourth James. Yeah. Lars's lips are attached to Lars's mouth, and that's just an 
unappealing proposition altogether. Yeah, you do have to realize that Lars's lips are coupled with that tongue movement and the licking. So I'm gonna go. I mean, he's knocked down to fourth auto. Yeah. yeah. And you know, just whatever bullshit he was spurting to would just turn you off. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he'd be spitting on you. <laughs> <laughs> do you follow him on Instagram and watch his like stories? No. He spits on people. Still. So much. He's spitting on people in Europe right now. <laughs> this very moment. <laughs> Why? I don't get it. Okay, so let's talk about this fucking poll. I'll pull it up. Yeah, um, so last episode we talked about Scott Ian had a big fight about about what was Scott Ian's most notable facial feature. Yeah, I'm I pinned it at the top. I'm just not, well, fuck you, I'll find it. <laughs> Why am I only scrolling there we go. Like so, one line at a time? Uh, this is off. My beer boys really came through. 71% say that Scott Ian's most notable facial feature is the beard. I wish it showed me who voted for what so I could hunt you all down. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. Uh, but you know what? If you were brows, bro, you deserve it. Yeah, hey, look. Oh, wait. <laughs> hey, look. His beard changes. The one that you were supposed you were posting like little red tendrils and then big old Santa beard and then this Nordic bullshit. The brows remain the same the s- <laughs> browse forever you know why the beard changes so much because it's the most fucking attractive thing on his face you know what samson didn't get a haircut he let that shit grow those brows they're free they're wild just like the music they are the source of that's what i've been saying the beard changes it's manipulated because it can be manipulated because he can afford to because he draws none of his essence from it just like the music they're producing, you have to innovate with that beard. You can't just be doing rocking the same beard for 30-plus years. Um, our Canadian correspondent, Chris Hinch, saw Anthrax recently and gave us a visual confirmation Fuck. of that beard and how good it was live. Where was it? I didn't even... <laughs> Shut up, Boone. Boone agrees with me. Where was it? I didn't see it. I don't know. It's not in this thread. Well, fuck you. And I can't... Hey, hey, I just want to take a moment to give a shout out to all my beard boys and say thank you. I love you. I support you um, in all your endeavors. That's all. Thank you to everybody for for voting, even you beard pieces of shit. Uh, So James Hetfield's acting now. It's true. I'm really excited by this. Uh, So Joe Berlinger, who was the co-director of, you know, Some Kind of Monster and even the Paradise Lost series that... um, Oh, fuck, I didn't put that together. Yeah, and that's how he kind of got in touch with Metallica is he, you know, asked the permission for them to use their tracks in that that docuseries. Um, But yeah, this film is directed by Joe Berlinger, um, stars Zac Efron. Oop. Oop. It's called Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile, and it's about Ted Bundy. Yeah. And his relationship, I guess, with his longtime girlfriend. Um, But James, James plays a cop in it. A sheriff, I think. And that picture that we posted here on February 13th, that looks, that looks pretty good. Uh, how weird is it to see not only James dressed as a cop, but standing next to Zac Efron? <laughs> yeah. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when Henry Rollins started acting. Yeah? I don't know. I mean, obviously, just because it's two front men, but it really does. It has that same weird vibe of, like, this is strange, but it's totally going to work. Rollins, like, really got into that for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. a yeah. lot of movies. Yeah. It kind of <laughs> went... 
underground a little bit. He was really hot there in like the mid two thousands. I want to say when I was kind of getting into it, with, especially with the spoken word stuff. Yeah, it's all over the fucking place. Hot Rollins. Yeah. Uh, but James looks great. I saw that they uh, kind of make up out his tattoos on his hands. Oh, they, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he looks like a. He, he, he fits looks like the bill. <laughs> yeah. I imagine he's in like one scene, right? Oh, totally. And they're just making a big deal of it. You have a little press. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Oh, um, you were freaking out about Orion. So, is that. Uh, it was Orion that everybody was. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, they, is that a big deal? Do they, they really not play that much anymore? Or? They play it once in a long while, and it's usually a special occasion. Okay. And this was on Cliff's birthday. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, okay. that's why they do it. <laughs> you imagine them coming out for their encore and they just go into Orion. I would. I'd, I'd lose, l- it. lose my bowels. Yeah. We well, uh, do that anyway. Did you see this Vans line of sh- shoes and apparel? Let me find that. Um, so they've collaborated with Vans a few times. Uh, they did a Kill Em All series a few years back, which was really cool. Um, but these are just kind of a standard. Oh, those are dope. There's, uh, there's shoes, there's slip-ons, there's a hat, and there's a shirt. Um, and it's just standard black with white trim and then like the um distorted. hardwired distorted treatment of of the metallica mark oh it's got it in the rubber and everything that's pretty cool i, I think the slip-ons are pretty is there a better picture of them um oh yeah those are pretty pretty sweet they'll probably be like double the price for no goddamn good reason though uh well here's the deal Uh-oh. they announced it and then they put them on sale it was like a saturday or something and they're just gone they sold out immediately yeah. uh online i was gonna grab the shirt just because i i like the how subtle it is um but they they mm. sold out immediately and i guess they had a few in store and i think they're all well it uh, takes me off yeah i'm gonna start getting polos i think i'm gonna start rocking a polo at work and sitting instead of a button-up i'm getting sick of the whole button-up game i've always been a button-up guy me too but you know what i got it's time for a change and you know what summer's right around the corner yeah bro you gotta switch to those polos yeah bro yeah and you, you could double that you could double the collar. And then I could be that guy in the office who has those just really obvious polo nips. Everybody's got that guy in the office in the off in the office who's got those polo nips that are just constantly a popping. You know that everybody has that guy. He can wear four shirts and a sweater. As long as there's a polo under there, you can see them nips. And they're cranking that AC. And That's what just, I'm saying. He's just getting yeah. As soon as summer comes around, he's spring. You're fine. Even winter he can walk around the office with that polo because he's got the heavy heat blasting, but you know. AC starts just right on to them. Let's uh, stop for a moment for <laughs> station identification. You're listening to uh, Metallic Chat. Ooh! The official unofficial companion podcast of all things Metallica. <gasps> uh, you know what pops my nips? Uh, Portugal the Man <laughs> recently. Is this, hold, uh, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is this an episode of Popping My Nips? Are you popping my nips? <laughs> You're excited. Feel these nipples. Welcome to Popping My Nips. This is Remy along with me. Steven. What pops your nips, bro? Portugal the Man, which is which is a band I I I like quite a great deal, has started covering some Metallica tracks live. So uh, search uh, Portugal the Man for whom the bell tolls. It's right there. Yeah, the first one. Oh, it's actually by them. Okay. They've been opening their set with this, and uh, I think they play, they don't play the whole song. They play part of it and then kind of transition into it. Into something else? Let me turn this shit up. Not a metal band by any stretch. And that's kind of what I really dig about it. That's Yeah, I, I they're pretty kind of poppy and mellow as far as I know. Yeah, and I actually, I know Lars is a big fan of them and might actually know them. 
Uh, I wonder if they're just, you know, big big Metallica fans themselves. Just sounds like Metallica so far. Which yeah. is I mean I don't, I don't mind, but All right, let's see what we got. Hold on. Early. I was early. I forgot about the I forgot about that. Holding. Holding. Uh, they also, I guess, played Seek and Destroy, which I really want to hear. Yeah. But I can't find it anywhere. No one's, uh, like, shot it or anything. Is that, is that guy actually in a wheelchair? I think so. Huh. This cool. is cool. radically different. Oh, nice bucket hat. Well, I'm happy to see the bucket hats having a good comeback. It's a pretty faithful cover, though. I, I, I like the, the tones that they chose to use that are different. Like that, that uh, climbing guitar there. The keyboard stuff really works with this song. That's always a guitar like I thought would be hard to nail the timing of. Yeah, it has to be. And it goes but on forever. Now I kind of want to learn it. That's my thing with playing it. Things like that is being consistent for that long is really hard to do. Me too. That's just funky. That's thick. Yeah. It's, it's symphonic with the 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 keys. You know, this is very very the faint. Really? You know, this kind of electronic hard hitting. Yeah. I need to. I need to get it. Oh, you, that. You, we got to do a whole supplemental. Let's make that our next episode, or one of the next ones because that's going to be a hell of a list of songs. Okay. And that's definitely a band no, not enough people know about. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So they kind of do a truncated version. I think they go into one of their songs. It's it's really cool. So did they ever do the vocals? Do you know? I don't believe so. Okay. No, but that's fucking dope. Oh, yeah, here we go. It's it's ending. But I'm sure someone will post. They, this is like now they've been doing this. I'm sure that album cover is so good. <laughs> yeah. The car on fire. Every time I see it, I, it catches my eye. Yeah. Um, I'm sure someone will take a video of them doing seek and destroy i really really want to see that as well yeah that was pretty fucking awesome um just a few more like news items so they're continuing to do their remasters the next one they're releasing is the 598 garage days ep uh which they did release between master of puppets and injustice um and then it was later included on the the garage inc album but that'll be their next release um and then i i would expect not shortly long after that, maybe into this year, they'll do Injustice. That's my hope. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, okay, we we'll, we'll get to it in a minute, but I have I have remaster opinions. Okay. Yeah. It, Metallica in general, or just the idea of remasters? Uh, these the the Ride the Lightning in particular. Okay. And and uh, Kill 'Em All. I'll tell you the the Master of Puppets one was the first remaster I bought. Uh, <laughs> just digitally, I just bought the digital version. Mm-hmm. Um. You better believe with Injustice, I'm going to buy the vinyl at least, as well as the digital. I am so excited yeah, to see dude. what they do with the the Justice remaster. I, I actually expect they'll kind of keep the tone that it has. I don't expect them to crazy, like, bring the bass up or anything. Uh, yeah. I think and they'll be faithful. I, I think they're doing a lot of that, especially on Ride the Lightning, and it, it did... A few things. You mean actually bringing the evening out the levels? Yeah, some of the stuff kind of bums me out. Okay, we'll get to it when we. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I like the the way Justice sounds. It's it's really flat, um, and kind of a little tinny. But I don't think they'll 
I don't think they're the types of musicians or artists that would dramatically change. It's not like they're remixing it. They're just yeah. remastering it. So it'll be interesting to see what they what they keep or what they change with the the production of that album. Here's 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 something that's weird to me. It's a weird me. weird side thing. What what's with all the ACDC hate? Why does everybody hate ACDC so fucking much? You and I. I listened to ACDC this morning for the first time in years. Really? It's so weird that you just said that. But it's so good. I, I it's definitely a, a a thing but people treat it with like such an amount of disrespect like they weren't pretty giant musicians for a long time. Um yeah. Yeah, and I've definitely seen it too. Like not necessarily hate but just kind of dismissal. Yeah. And they're um, like I mean they're they're responsible for some of the thickest fucking riffs I can think of. Seriously. Uh, hold, hold on. Hold on. Is this I didn't an episode, even Is this an episode of Riff Raff? It sure is. Riff Raff Street Rat. I don't buy that. Welcome to Riff Raff. Welcome to Riff Raff. When I think, ACDC edition. When I think riffs, yeah, I think the first band that comes to mind is ACDC. Really, Angus Young just riffing it out. Just yeah, back in black, just um, right there. Highway to Hell. Yeah, yeah. For those about to rock, is it the schoolboy uniform? Shoot to thrill. Is it the schoolboy uniform that gets me? That gets people. Oh, it gets me for sure. I don't know about people. <laughs> yeah, you love it. I think so. Fucking love it. You think that's why they get hate? Yeah. Or do you uh, think it's no. just that it's old people rock? I think it's old people rock. And definitely for me, I think ACDC is one of those bands that you get into when you're kind of discovering rock and roll mm. and you quickly age your phase out of. Mm. And I, I think people just think it's kind of simple. A little little basic. But they're right down the middle, like rock. I, like yeah. when I think of rock and roll, I think of ACDC. Yeah, they're great. Um, and people also the the simplicity of their songs is part of the beauty of it. Yeah, and I I would never say they're one of my favorite bands, but they're kind of like kind of like the Beatles, or it's like, but I'd never dismiss them. It's like, and talk about a band that had their lead singer pass away. Yeah, and, and then, then got another lead singer, and it a hundred percent worked. Which how often has that happened? So rare. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just thought I'd bring that up because it's it's weird to me. Um. Oh, I think you're dead on. I think people do kind of... Uh, it seems like the younger and younger generations hate them even more. Hey, respect your elders. Yeah, you fucking kids. You children. This is an episode of Riff Raff. Riff Raff, street rat. I don't buy that. Speaking of old people, yeah. Metallica is uh, receiving the Polar Music Award. Do bears give it to them? Uh, no, so it's a, it's a Swedish is award. Is it Santa Claus? Um, great question. Is no. it made by elves? Are there penguins? No. Are there been, other birds in Texas? Have you been to Sweden? You have said you it was seen? polar. Yeah, but it's a Swedish award. Oh, okay, never mind. Just, uh, just ignore all that. Um, so they award two laureates every year like uh, from word. all genres of music. I like that word. So Metallica's getting it. They get a million krona, which is the Swedish currency. Which Metallica's donating to uh, all within my hands. They're they're, they're giving it to you. They're giving it to my hands. Okay, they're sweet. Placing a million krona, which I don't know is how much, Seven into my dollars. hands. It's probably, it's probably like a couple probably hundred worth thousand. Probably more than our money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it probably is. Uh, America's dying, guys. Um, but Come yeah, th- 
they're donating it to their their charity, and yeah, cool. uh, I don't know when they're supposed to receive it. Sometime this year. Well, we'll have to report back with that information when it happens. You know we will. We'll do our due diligence. <laughs> Make it a whole episode, kids. Um, what else is going? I think that's it. Yeah, let's get into uh, ride uh, the lightning. Ride the lightning, and let's get into our uh, responses and and yeah. whatnot. Put the uh, put the word out on Twitter to say, "Hey, we're revisiting Ride the Lightning." There it is. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on it? How does it hold up? Where does it fit in the the Metallica canon, if you will, for you? Oh God! <laughs> Fight fire with fires come in real hot. So with this whole revisit series that we're doing, yes. Um, I'm most interested in how, on your perspective, mm. hitting all these again now, being a Metallica fan, mm. full in. This isn't your, you know, when we hit these the first time, it was your first time. Yeah. It was your first time. And I haven't gone back and listened to the episodes kind of on purpose. For I, sure. Yeah. So re-listening to Ride Lightning. Yeah. What's kind of your immediate reaction? Uh, Well, for, it's hard not to love so much of it just because it's all... They're all pretty much concert musts at this point. A lot of them are, at least. Um, I mean, if you... Actually, th- that should be added for sure. But if you note what I have, you know, kind of saved here and what I don't, it's exactly what you'd think it would be. <laughs> all but two songs. All but two songs. <laughs> Guess what those two songs are. <laughs> now, I don't dislike those two songs, but those two songs change every fucking time I listen to them. They change My, my, my opinion changes. Oh. No, the song changes. It's a unique al- algorithm made for me depending on my sure. mood and what I ate and my bowel movement that day, and you, it changes the song. You know what? It's 2018. Anything's possible. You don't have to ridicule me. It's like those those porn movies where they're just putting people's faces on shit. Uh, Fight Fire with Fire, his vocals. Uh, the vocals still have, kind of retain that 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 kind of late 70s, early 80s kind of echoiness. He uh, he still sounds super young. What? <laughs> it's not, he sounds super young. Uh... And yes. actually still kind of what he sounds like, or kill them all. Uh, our Canadian correspondent, Chris Hinch, mm. uh, said that this is his favorite Metallica album. And that's kind of what he likes about this album, is it uh, has the mastery or the... It's uh, such a fun listen for me. The riffs are heavier than Kill, but still it has that pure youthful energy. Plus, Creeping Death is my fa- uh, my all-time favorite Metallica song. Ride the Lightning really has a special place in my heart. So I see what he means with like that. It has that youthful energy still. And mm. his, his vocals are great on the top of I put there are a couple tracks here where I was like I just like how he's you know hitting the the cadence of it yeah you can definitely tell uh, why he blew out his fucking voice though because he's just screaming he's just hurting himself but it, it is awesome <clears throat> uh, especially on this track this track is so metal yeah and it's really uh, man Kurt going at it like that it, it's so much of we've talked about this before but there's so much music in video games, especially like early 8-bit games, that's based off of just kind of that, what we just heard there. Yeah, that solo. That solo there. That solo bolo. I mean, that, that could easily be, if you, I mean, there are 8-bit versions of these songs, and they sound straight up like video game music. Yeah. It's not even on a stretch. I, I love this Hammond stuff so much. Um, he gets a lot of flack for the wall, how much he relies on wall now. Fuck that. And I like it. I love it. Um, but I do think he that's what he's into now. Yeah. But this of just him pure just shredding is incredible. 
and Lars is getting that. Like you, he he's so much cleaner on this album than Kill 'Em All. It's kind of nuts. His tech. Uh, he's never been known for his technique, but his flourishes and his what he brings to this album is really strong. Yeah, I really caught that this listen. Um, this song in particular, and I guess opening with this um, track after after Kill 'Em All really is just them throwing down the gauntlet. For sure. It's like, we are metal motherfuckers. I, I could hear Slayer or Exodus or like Testament doing this song. Like, it almost doesn't sound like a traditional Metallica song. Not at all, no. Um, it's Horde is what I'm horde. saying. It hits you Horde. And we're com- this part, the fight fire climax. Yeah, just going at it. Now it's over. But yeah. And the, the transition at the end of the song into Ride the Lightning... Here we go. Well, here in about 10 seconds. It's so good. The You're way right. I hadn't really in. I hadn't really put those to yeah, I hadn't really appreciated that. God damn. That's um like, this song bangs. Yeah, I mean this is this has to be played live, would you say? I, I Is there a show they where they don't play this live? Yeah. Really? They don't play the song a lot. Really? Especially Did we see it? No. Holy shit, we didn't. Um it's on Through the Never. Okay. Um and they haven't played it a lot live recently. Um like Saint Anger, Death Magnetic, period. I feel like they played the song a lot. Um I just don't think it's in their rotation right now. Hmm. And since on this this hardwired tour, they've had a more structured playlist. Um, I just don't think it's like one of the slots they, they throw in. Hmm. Maybe once in a while. But um, the riff, the drumming, the like tom and bass stuff together is incredible. Um, you're talking about his vocals. Yeah. And this is here. I have to kind of un. It's going to get loud here for a second. Yeah. There we go. I just had to take the level off. The, the guitar stuff in this one sounds a lot better. I think it's Creeping Death that's the one that I really have a problem with. Where it the, feels like they took some of the punch out. Of the guitar specifically? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll point it out. Okay. And, and it could be that I'm just used to a live version or something like that. I mean, honestly, this episode is going to be a lot of us just kind of rambling because I'm not going to say anything bad about these songs. I mean, it, it's these next three tracks are just like... What the fuck am I going to say? <laughs> they're they're fan- fantastic, phenomenal. I'd love to see every one of them live. They're all greatest hits. I mean, it's a little insane. It's kind of nuts. Um, and it's crazy that, um, I mean, it's, it's super subjective, <laughs> but their next album, it's like, it's crazy that their next album is even better than this album. Yes. It's, and that's only because, I mean, and even the, the two weakest songs on this album aren't bad. You know, it doesn't have a, a weak link. And and even their ne- their album following that isn't necessarily, according to most, better, but it's certainly more popular. The, the one after this, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, oh. Black Album is what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. the Justice, okay, yeah, Justice and then Black Album. Okay, just uh, they only keep going up until kind of the nineties, and I feel like they're really back up on the back on the upswing oh, in terms of popular. It's it's crazy. It's the Metallicons. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. This next tour, I mean, it's fucking nuts that they're doing the tour that they're, that they're doing. They just came through here and did a shit ton of, of dates. Yeah. And here they come back. It's just, it's incredible. I, 
it's how old were they at this age? Um, you know what? Let's let's play the game. How old they were? Um, I I like his uh, ra- like vocal range on this too when he's just screaming, but like the uh, someone help me, please God help me. Yeah, like he's just going at it, and he still does it pretty well. But th- there's something about that youthful voice that really does kind of add to it. You can hear um, the album version is more effective in that sense, I think. So um, James was born in 63. This album came out in 84, so he was 21. God damn it. That just gives you a benchmark. I'm just using James. It's just every time you think it's going to stop or it's going to slow down. This track? This track in particular just keeps going and going and going and going. And then when it comes back with the that bass tom thing I was talking about, and then back into the original riff, the, it's the verse riff. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I love this shit where it sounds all happy and poppy and then it just goes. I would never really make that video game connection unless you said that. And you're, it's so spot on. She goes back under. Oh, it's so good. So it's fucking good. It's really, really good. Um, this is one of my favorite that solo before that the like poppy one you're yeah. talking about. That's one of my favorite Hammett solos. It's so good. Um and he doesn't nail it a lot live. No. It's a little sloppy or it's a little I don't know. It works. It's a little wet. Ooh. Live. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. It's a little wet. It's like sliding around in a snail trail. He takes a lot of liberties with that solo. With all of his solos, really. And with his drinking before the show. This right here. just comes back in with that hot hot but it doesn't lose any of that energy it's definitely a a slower tempo but it it, feels angry yeah like it just feels like it's really great you're all worked up and then you just kind of sit down and you're still pissed off about something yeah yeah Yeah. this this album is aggressive as f oh yeah well they were a bunch of drunk kids (laughs) but god damn it imagine you were on top of the world at 21 i'm on top of the world hey it's that whole like Bieber thing where it's like, yeah, I hate the guy, but at the same time, if I were that age and was exposed to the things that I was exposed to and had that money, it'd be like, oh yeah, I'd be a piece of shit too. Fame's a hell of a drug <laughs> when you're young. It's true. At all ages, but especially when you're young. Uh, you want to talk from the bell tolls? There was a show that I was watching recently that I will not mention the name of, and there was a bell that tolled, and I immediately started going, Uh It was The Bachelor. So... Back to ACDC, yeah. th- this is one of those tracks where you, when you hear it on the radio, it takes a second to figure out if it's this song or um, Hell's Bells. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, but the Hell's Bells, like, bell, if you will, mm. is slower. Like, it, there's more pause in between each ring. Gotcha. So if it's a little faster, you're like, oh, this is... Are you that... Because I'm totally this person. I have, like, 10,000 songs, let's say, and I'm going through on shuffle. Can you tell each and all, say, 95% of those songs by their first second? Usually, yeah. And I have a lot of songs. But that's what I'm saying. You could tell like, oh, well, this Tom is different than this Tom. And I know that's not this. Kind of exactly what you were just talking about. And if it's a song you don't recognize, you could be merging lanes. You'd be (laughs) be like, what the fuck is that? What the hell? Oh, it's a soundtrack. Shit. (laughs) It's Hootie and the Blowfish. (laughs) Skip. Yeah. You'll be like, what? You're like almost offended. Incensed, yeah. What is this? (laughs) Yeah. I have this? (laughs) Okay. 
I think it was to shout out Ian T. McFarland who put it perfectly one time, who said, you've never heard me move quicker than when uh, Smooth by Santana comes on my iPod. My friends are in the car. Because that song comes in hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did that get on there? I don't, I don't know. I've never been the hottest on the song. I think just because I've heard it too many times. This fucking but rip. I really appreciate it. But is okay. Let's here. Hold on. Let's take it back a second. Let's take it back a second. Does this not sound less? It doesn't have as much crunchy treble in it. Listen. You can hear the crunch of the string and the tone of of it going through the pickup, but there's something lost in the like crunchiness of the do you top th- of the tone. Do you think um, it's like the layering of the guitars? Like almost because yeah. Kirk's playing a lead part yeah. here, and it's just James, and maybe they didn't layer like more than one guitar, more I than a couple guitars. I don't know, maybe. I don't know. I agree with you though. I think it does sound less. What about here? This sounds fine. The, so the main riff sounds fine. When they both go back to just doing the rhythm part, yeah, it sounds fine. That might be it then. With that chunk, it's missing yeah, that chunk. That, yeah. And it's it, it's weird. It's it's like they intentionally went in there, removed that middle ground. It's hard to describe. And I, this is a podcast. And I'm using my hands a bunch, but <laughs> Metallica loses a lot of mids. It's a lot of highs and lows. Well, and even then, sometimes not that many lows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But just like it, dude. This song is very simplistic and a good like beginner Metallica song to learn on guitar. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of beautiful in simplicity, like an ACDC song. Yeah. It's just heavy it's not super aggressive there's something about the way that those verse lines end where they just kind of i'll point it out that you dig yeah oh i love it there's something magnetic about this song it's very it keeps you there it never stops trying to get your attention it's got a weird um bounce to it almost a rhythm it's a strangely poppy song i think yeah yeah it's hooky for sure this is one they will always play live, I think forever. You have to. And it's kind of a slowdown song too. It's 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 effective, it's a classic, but at the same time they get to kind of take a fucking break for a minute. That's super true. Ding doo doo. It's the last time you will. Brings you back around. I don't know. It you get it's like the typewriter, you get to the end of the line ding. and then it's the ding. Totally. Yeah. Lars' fills on the song, too, are really, really good. And he has those long pauses to to really play. But they're simple. Again, he's not do, do, wearing do, himself do. out. Yeah. When an artist, a visual artist, will play with negative space, he's playing with negative sound. Yeah, very much so. He's doing totally. less to do more, yeah. 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 We keep getting like a minute from the end of the song and just want to finish it, but really we should move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so fade to black. Oh, fuck, no. Actually, we got to go back, because the ending of that song is really Oh, my God. Different. Do, 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 do. Yeah. And all the screeching. It's, uh... Th- this album and Puppets have a lot of, like, haunting uh, horror kind of Do they usually do that live, or I feel like they play with it more live? I think he goes nuts. Okay. Hammett, yeah. Okay, so now I'm going to Fade Black. A lot of times they'll go out of that song and then like into like a Kirk Doodle thing too, where like he just keeps going and the song ends. Okay. I think they did that when I saw them uh, in KC. That was like where the doodle was. 
It's a fade to black coming in. Oh, that, I mean, the the way the electric comes in here is just. This song really set the standard for like what a Metallica ballad song was. It's the first, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, I hadn't really thought of that. And it, man, I do not like ballads. No, 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 no me either. I'm not a ballad mm-hmm. fan. And even Metallica, I, I adore this song. I, I like most of their ballads, but they're still not my favorite tracks. Sure. Um, this one just tonally hits it really well. I think it's like this clean intro, the acoustic part, and then the way, how heavy the choruses are, the guitar. Yeah. It just... <laughs> And this mastering, I think, sounds excellent. Where the the acoustics—it's so crisp. There's some great um, drum nuances in this song and Cthulhu at the end. Just like when it's softer, and you can really hear Lars where he knows when to come in heavy or knows when to just stay back. Yeah, it's great. I'll pay attention to that. There was another one. I'll try to point it out. If I can catch it again, but there was definitely another track that I was like, "Wait, this is totally just another later track." Oh, kind of really? like with "Spit Out, Spit Out the Bone," yeah, not in a bad way. In if a, you remember it, I would. Uh, I think it's. I think it's part of Call of Cthulhu, but we'll okay. See. This is one they almost always play live too. Yeah, um, and I know the song means a lot to a lot of people. Um, it's it's one that I one of those that I respect more than I really really love. Yeah. Um, and I really like it. It's just never something I really go to There's a lot. Just, I mean, the point of a ballad is to slow things down. And yeah. that's often not what I'm looking for. That oh. guitar. Those little hiccups between each long hold are so good. And it's weird. I feel like they took out another part of the tone of this. And again, this might be because I've heard this live so many times that I'm used to just those lower registers. It's so thick live. Is That must be what it is. I love this. It's so heavy. Yeah, you're right. That little... It's symphonic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that. That's why... I mean, you can hear it. The transition from any of... From a lot of their ballads and a lot of their music to S&M is not a hard transition to make. It's... Yeah. It's built for that. Yeah. 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 Warm. 100%. (laughs) For sure. Yes. Yes, indubitably. I like that kind of reverse uh, vocal thing that they do at the beginning of some of the verses too, where it's like that sucking in. He does the growl on this. He hasn't. He hasn't got the merl. He hasn't got the gusto. It's, it's not, not quite a man. man low man's uh, lyric yet. He's a uh, not a boy, not yet a man. Mm. Um, but he's got the <laughs> ah. Not a boy, not yet a cowboy man. <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff, Sheriff Hatfield. Sheriff. Sure. Uh, you want to hop to? Yeah, let's go to it. Right? So let's get to the the two tracks that everybody cares about. And we're, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to let these play because I'm sure. less familiar with these two. Actually, is there anything else that's significant? In, oh no, yeah, we can't skip that. We can't. <laughs> it, it is you good. know the, the the transition in fade to black is so good. This is actually one of my favorite. This gallop here. There's sometimes they do this live and they take a pause between that hang and where he jumps in here and it is so good. Yeah, that's that's some good shit. That's where it gets me. That's kind of where I'm like and and that's the case with a lot of ballads I feel where you're like 
why is this track on here? And then it gets like two way through two thirds of the way through, and you're like, oh, I remember now. Happens with like tool songs a lot. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, I'm with you, I'm with you, but what are we doing? Oh, okay, yeah, fuck yeah. Where it just opens up. Yeah. I mean, another one of those is one. One just Oh yeah. Murders. Oh Jesus Christ. It kind of pulls you in and then just yeah. executes you. So good. And it's that the way that one just comes in and steps all over everything. It doesn't wait for anything to stop. It doesn't worry about matching tempo or, or any of that. It just comes in. It's just like, what's up? Yeah. This is if someone asked if someone who didn't know Metallica at all said, Hey, what should I listen to? This is one of the first tracks I'd have him listen to. Just to it, give them a kind of a feel. Yeah. It just showcases a lot of their strengths. God, the composition of this album, the whole thing. There's nothing wrong with those dueling guitars. Are you, did you listen to maybe growing up? Yeah. Or vicariously, like through your parents, listen to any like Almond Brothers at all? Not really. That's more Abby's bag. Um, but no, my parents were ACDC, the Ramones, okay. uh, like old school Chili Peppers, old school Aerosmith. That yeah. Stuff, yeah. I did, yeah. No, I did that a lot. Yeah. My dad was a big Almond Brothers guy. I can, I love that too. Yeah. And ZZ Top, and both of those bands. Sure, both those bands do a lot of similar dueling guitar parts like that, um, or melodies like that. Yeah, and not comparable in sound to Metallica, but how well they do it, how well they execute it, it's just like there's nobody better. Well, let's take a quick detour at the end of this. Actually, I've talked about them before, but now I have the ability to actually play them while we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Here. I, and I love the po- like the positive kind of feel that that uh, Fade to Black has here at the end. It's Which weirdly is really weird. Yeah. For of <laughs> this is one of the darkest Metallica songs. So for it to have that feel at the end is kind of crazy. Yeah. Fuck yeah. This ends so strong. You're but then the fade out, the fade out bugs me. We've talked about that before. Fade out bums me out. You okay, have you listened to, um, the Bleachers episode of Song Exploder? I have not. He has a so the, the song that he does in that episode, uh, fades out, and he talks about how he used to hate fade outs, and then he was like, you know, when I started actually writing songs, I understood that there are some songs that need to feel like they never end. And it almost sounds like the song walking away where it's just getting more distant and distant. Um, and he kind of convinced me on that. I kind of, I love that actually. Uh, Sandman has a fade out. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, there, and the song he does is I miss those days mm-hmm. and it's a very positive poppy song. Yeah. It's kind of a positive, like Springsteen kind of song. And it has that feel where it's just like, it ends very positive. You don't want it to end it. You just want to hear it kind of go into the distance you know i really like that yeah yeah if you're gonna justify it, uh, some songs they don't know how to end and they just fade out yeah but if it's done in a way that feels intentional i don't mind it so yeah i, I i'd qualify that fade to black it's just a little too sharp of a fade out for me i think it's yeah. gone in like three seconds and actually you could probably end that song i, I oh totally um but I some fade outs really you really end but so we're going to uh take a quick detour and i'm going to put on a song by machinae supremacy it's m-a-c-h-i-n-a-e supremacy um if you look up 
Apex, A-P-E-X. This is a lot of work, folks. Uh, and uh, you'll see Apex Ultima Sidology Episode 3 pop up. And these guys are fucking dope. So they're like Swedish as fuck, like metal as fuck musicians. I can already hear it. Yeah. And this is all video game music. This is just them covering, but I've actually referenced them in, in reference to Metallica before because they really sound like Metallica at certain points, but they do some dueling guitar shit that is just phenomenal. Well, of course, I put the mic down at the one time where the... So they're notable, Mechanized Supremacy, and I think we should actually do like a little mini-sode about them. They're notable because uh, they use the SID chip from the Commodore 64, which is the sound effects chip, as yes. their keyboards and as all of their pedals and all... Like, everything they do, that they do goes through the SID chip for the Commodore 64. And there's actually a SID rock-like subcategory of metal that a bunch of other bands do this, too. But let's listen to that shit. It's just really very happy. Good. It's so good and happy. Let me. There's some. Let me find some dueling stuff because they do a lot of dueling. It's really strong. It's intense. Yeah. yeah. Yes, they're so fucking good. Yeah. We should do a little uh, episode about them. Anyway, sorry. Are they in Spotify? Uh, probably. Yeah. I don't know if that song is. There's a bunch of their stuff that they did. I found them because they did. Got a go. machine herald. Yeah, there they are. Uh, I found them because they did. <laughs> fuck you. Because they did the uh, soundtrack to a video game called Jets and Guns. What's that game about? There it is. Jets and Guns. <laughs> um, it's, is it about jets and guns? It's about flying jets through space that you add guns to. It's a like a side-scrolling shooter. It delivers on the premise. It's so good. It's one of the best. Um but there's oh no fuck they have everything like every, on here a lot of stuff yeah wow uh wow. Wow. <laughs> uh hold on now that we're here again I saw Bush Machine Head that's all I wanted do you remember that song I I turned to you from the nineties you'll know it real quick if you don't know it somebody out there will know this fucking song and it will it will brighten their day that they're hearing a metal band cover this but um. We'll get back to Metallica in a second. Station identification real quick, Steven. You're listening to Metallica. Yeah! Oh, yeah! The official, unofficial compendium podcast of all things Metallica. <laughs> you look unentertained. Uh, did you listen to that new Muse track? Let's get to that uh, after the album. Okay. Let's write that down. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Someone write that down. Does, do we have a pen? Jot it down. Let me skip forward here. Oh, I do know the song. Yes. You said they're Swedish? And it looked like they've been around a long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jets and Guns is from like 2000. And that was when they were already notable enough for somebody to approach them about it. Oh, you know what? Let's do Muse right now. You know how I decided I'm going to start measuring time? Hmm. Is Kevin Smith... Uh, Pre and post hockey jersey. <laughs> you have you have trench coat, silent bob coat. Yeah, Kevin Smith. And then there was a date where it turned over to hockey jersey. I'm gonna find that date, and everything's gonna be pre and post that. Okay. All right. That's all. Uh, the year of our jersey. Because <laughs> there was it was a it was a shift in tides. Okay. Uh, do we want to do Muse now, or do we want to do Metallica now? Let's, no. 
Yeah, we're taking a little. This is a little intermission. Okay, intermission. We're, half, we're halfway through the album. Okay. Um, but before we get into the important stuff, what's it called? Thought, thought contagion? contagion. Okay. What are your thoughts on this track, Stephen? Uh, it ain't good. Wow, really? I do. I don't like it. You like really actually don't like it? Yeah. Um, not because maybe how much I don't like the song, but it sounds like everybody else yeah, to me. Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on. I got some real fucking feelings about that. Okay, so so far so good. This is Muse. This is Muse. Do you hear that click track? This is now an Imagine Dragons song. And the uh, the vocal stuff here in a minute is Imagine Dragons. That would be so Muse if it didn't have the click track. This sounds like every other band. Yeah, no, I'm a little pissed about it. Um, I'm a little, especially since their last one was so goddamn good. Did the you drones? hear their uh, no uh, 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 bear down dig down no do you know dig down uh-uh. holy fucking shit I'm gonna blow your mind it's like will bring tears to your eyes because it was right after like right after the election and everything where okay. it was everybody was like freaking out and it's this song called dig down it's like you know re- remember who you are what you stand for and all this shit was it just a single yeah okay now see this is so good yeah when they're doing them. That being said, that sounds like a lot of stuff off of like the Resistance and, and a few other albums. Yeah, here's the here's the deal. I have no problem with um, bands like kind of following a trend, or that that will naturally happen. But with bands like Muse, I want them to do Muse or do their own it, thing. It's and they've always been about change and being. They are a band. If you really look at them, every single album of theirs is different. Yeah. They're like Radiohead or like Linkin Park, or uh, they're just violently different each album. I hate now that they're following in other people's footsteps. Footsteps, footsteps. They they do sound different. Every album does sound different, but they all also sound like Muse. Yeah. And I'm not saying this doesn't, but even the album artwork is like this 80s outrun, 80 like nostalgic thing we're doing right and now. And you know what? If this is their one track off, the, off their next big album or release or whatever that sounds like this, okay, fine. Sure. I don't hate it. Yeah. But it's unfaithful to themselves if that makes any sense and look i'm not gonna say muse you need to do this but i'm just saying it's not very interesting and we me. need to do a muse episode because they they're so so good and we know them from uh time is running out that's their third album and they're like seventh single yeah. there's so much muse people don't know is so fucking good i love this shit i didn't listen to drones a lot did you I did. There's only really a handful of tracks that are really good off of there. Okay. Um, it looks like a Rush album cover. It, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to play Dig Down because uh, it's dope as fuck. So this is their... Yeah, this is there from... Is. So far, off to a good start. It starts, it starts, that's the thing is it's not a very exciting song, but it's just the power that Muse has when they're just them, like madness. It's just, give me a little bass here. Give me a little that bottom end. That, I mean, that's so Muse. Yeah, that's some solid stuff. Oh, give it a second. I'm going to let this. You got to let this build. It does some really kind of 
amazing. I've said it before and I've said it again. If Tom York and Freddie Mercury had a child, it would be Matt Bellamy. Like, come on. The power of that song. It's so simple. It's just vocals, and but it's saying something important. And especially when it was released, it was like, oh yeah. And again, it's 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 definitely Muse. It's but it's not really fall. It's not really doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, they're constantly evolving, just like a good beard on a face. <laughs> you need to constantly evolve and color maybe different ways, or put in red little tentacles, like a cast iron skillet. Yeah. Wait, I just realized what you were doing. Fuck you. <laughs> I thought I was going to slide <laughs> under there. But yeah, it's, it continues to just get more and more badass. Uh, go listen to Dig Down on repeat a few times. Dig down. <laughs> <laughs> I love that gospel thing. That The talking heads part of me is just like, yes, more. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, we'll get back on track. No, you know what? There's only a little bit left. I gotta let this play out. It's so good, dude. It just makes me want to put like your fist in the air. It's so like it's the. There's not even that much instrumentation going on. No, it's pretty simple. Okay, now it's going off the rails. It's layered really well. They're masters of production in that way. You can tell it's so overly produced, but they do it in a way that's raw. Foo Fighters, I think, are very good at that as well. It's it's clean and it's produced really well, um, but it doesn't feel overproduced or like they're hiding something. It feels really authentic. Yeah. Well, they're talented, especially Matt Bellamy. It's just they're he's so good, dude. When I saw him live, I mean, one of the best live performers I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. He. It was just listening to him on the album. It was kind of nuts. Yeah. And he's a fucking front man. The way he struts around the stage and shit. Really? And he had like his LED Kanye glasses on and shit with his glowing guitar. It was just like, you're ridiculous and the spaceman and I love you. <laughs> That's what you want. All right. All right. Let's, uh, we'll jump back to Ride the Lightning. On Spotify. Trapped Under Ice. Okay. Do people actually actively dislike these songs? or Not this one, I don't think. Oh, ooh, we're going to get in on it. I think the other one. <laughs> I like Trapped Under Ice. Uh, yeah, I, I said, I, this is probably one of the Metallica songs they've listened to the least. Just I never seek it out. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And would be a great live track. Uh, I'm not crazy about the vocals. I don't know how I live through this but hell. It, it's very thrash, I mean, for sure. It's really raw. You know what? It sounds kind of like a Kill em All track. Yeah, oh yeah. If you told me this was a Kill em All track, I wouldn't even blink. Especially with the solo up front here. That little phaser effect. Mm. I like the vocals just because of how like <laughs> raw and he's just going <laughs> just, for ah, it. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> why, why, why? It's, uh, you know PCU? <laughs> yeah. You know when he comes in and he's like, go to sleep! <laughs> go to sleep! That's what he's doing here. <laughs> It's a good movie. It's underrated. It's it's uh, it took me a while while to sing it. Yeah, yeah, me too. 
Um, the, it's, it is just kind of a thra- thrash track. I think that's why people don't talk about it a lot. It's because it's not entirely, not entirely notable. Look, here it is. Now it went back to. You're the master. I'm of that. so good at that today. By the way, I hope you like listening to music because that's like half the fucking podcast today. Um, but God, they're so good at just thrashing out. They are. Like that's what. Yeah, this they song still are. Isn't masterfully composed, especially on this album, compared to maybe Fade to Black or Cthulhu. But it's just like balls out, driving 90 miles an hour thrash song, and they do it so well. <laughs> Into a bridge abutment. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's really all I have to say about the song, probably, though. It's good. It's all, it's got some really great thrash work in it, but I can't really be like, uh, minute one through two is excellent because it changes every 10 seconds what they're doing. Yeah. I like yeah. what they're doing. All right. The, the guitar, uh, we talked a lot about the guitars in this, but the, the <laughs> tone of it on this album, I really like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's talk Escape. Why don't people like this song? Um, I think a lot of people don't like this song. One, because James does not like this song. And, really? Uh, until 2012, they never played this song live. Um, so the story, if I can recall it correctly, is this was the only track on the album that they wrote in studio. They were like, hey, the record company wants us to put another song on the album, and they want it to feel more uh, like a poppier radio track. Right. So they wrote this song to kind of fill that need of a little more traditional radio friendly metal. It's, it, it's not. It sounds a lot like the stuff that they were influenced by, by like um, new wave stuff like Judas Priest or Iron Maiden. Like, especially the chorus of the song to me sounds like Maiden or something. Yeah. Like, imagine a falsetto kind of guy singing this song. Even even a um, solo Aussie track, I I kind of like it for that reason. I do too. I don't dislike the song. Yeah, I do kind of want to hear King Diamond like scream this out or something. Exactly. Yeah. But because of, I think the history of it, and it wasn't um, an authentic like it wasn't a track James wrote and was passionate about. It's something mm. they threw together. I think he's always kind of resented it. So. Um, when they did the Orion Festival, when Metallica hosted that, they did like two years. I think 2012, they played Ride the Lightning in its entirety, and it was the first time they played this track ever. Huh. They played the album backwards. They started with Cthulhu and then went the other way. I'd like that. I think they actually talked about that on You Talking You Too to Me when they saw them do uh whatever album that joshua was, tree like, joshua tree live really? i think they actually mentioned like hey wouldn't it be cool if they did them backwards because then you and i do that actually <laughs> i've been doing that with the revisits is i'll listen to the album backwards really just because it keeps it fresher and you come you come at it from a different angle it keeps it it, it helps well i can imagine if you open with call of cthulhu and then yeah. ended fight fire with fire yeah dude yeah it totally works um but yeah i actually wish they would play this once in a while just because it's so different or do it as like a, almost like, like a punk track, like just a faster, and yeah. just knock it out in two and a half minutes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it has this part at the end, um, I think this track fades out too, where it has like a siren going while they kind of like play this riff out, and mm-hmm. it's it's really good. It doesn't sound like Metallica, but uh, it's strong. 
I mean, this the solo is standard. It sounds fine. It's a more a little more just structured basic song than say it's not as complex as like Ride the Lightning or something. Oh no. I think um, you can find the video of them playing this live. And I think James even says before it, like, all right, we're going to play the song that no one really wants to hear or I don't want to hear. That's so weird. Oh, yeah. So we, let's take a look at uh, some of the other people who's chimed in here. Oh, yeah. Chris just said that Escape is kind of weird for them, but I don't totally hate it. There are tracks on Load Remote, Reload that are much worse. Cannot agree more. This part right here. So, yeah, Sabbath Bloody Podcast uh, said, Bring the hammer down, lads. Escape is a deadly track, way underrated. I'd say Trapped Under Ice is weaker in the, of the deep cuts. I can't disagree with that. This actually does something. Trapped Under Ice feels like it's just a thrash track. Uh, Trapped Under Ice is more Metallica, though. I think that's why, it, mm. you know. Oh, so, yeah, you responded from, from the account that you're not bringing the hammer down. It's a fun track. A, a, a good hooky. What now? New wave of British heavy metal. Gotcha. That's gotcha, the long gotcha. ass acronym. <laughs> gotcha. 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 Um, yeah. Oops. Let's see here. You got somebody listing the albums in order, and they put "Ride the Lightning" above "Justice" and "Kill 'Em All" with "Master of Puppets" being the only one beating it out. Would you agree with that? Uh, I think most people will probably say "Master's" the best, and "Ride the Lightning's" the second best. But you go for "Justice." Uh, yeah. I mean, probably "Justice" first. Or under that's and you're talking like what's my favorite versus what's I think what I think is their best. Mm. Justice is my favorite, but I don't think it's their best album. Okay, I, I would say Master. I mean, Master's the one, but it's hard to argue with this one as well. Kale, I can't disagree with your list. Although, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, yes, I can. Yes, Hard, I can. Hardwired's pretty low. Hardwired <laughs> solo, Black Album is solo. Load is above the Black Album. Kale, Kale, Kale. To each their own. All right, I forgive you. Creeping death. Let's do it. I don't know what there is to say that I have not already said about this album or about this song and how much I absolutely love it. If you told me this was the one riff that defined Metallica, I would believe you. It's uh, it's everything you want from a Metallica track. It's about uh, biblical shit. It's an epic. The way it builds and then comes back. Like Ride the Lightning, it builds and goes to uh, a bridge and then comes right back to like the verse. That build right there that leads up into the everything really kicking in is so energetic live. And just, you can feel that swell. They play it a lot live. They don't play it every show. And it's like, I would want to hear it every show. If it wasn't for the song Master Puppets, yep. I would say there's no more masterful song than this. Yeah. And, and like what I was talking about fade earlier just uh, encapsulates everything that's great about what they do well. Now these vocals, I think just because I've heard it so many times on live tracks, these sound very weird to me. Yeah. I like the live version of this probably more than the, Oh yeah. 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 This is yeah. one of them. This and uh, whatever that reload track is. Memory remains. Memory remains. The yeah. chance the the audience component of it is it, just, it's unreal. Yeah. Truly. They get cr- when you, especially the, um, so the through the never. Sorry, that's just some head banging shit right there. I, I'm sorry. Um, the through the never track mm. of this, Lars's <laughs> drum part is just he's just doing whatever he wants. Yes, he's barely holding the beat. Like, yes, <laughs> it's crazy. 
And that was like one of two takes because I think it was one of those things where they did two shows and spliced them together. So it's like, Mars. <laughs> no, he's, and it's not that it's bad. He's just like not playing the beat. <laughs> he's just doing whatever he wants. Yeah. Steven, I got some, I got some underwear. Let's cut to our sponsor advertisement. Okay. Uh, Haynes, when you uh, had a shitty week and hadn't had any laundry done, so you bought some underwear instead of washing some. Haynes. And it came with a free pair of Guardians of the Galaxy underwear um, and also these trading cards. And I thought we'd open these trading cards up on the podcast, especially since we got a few minutes to burn here. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, Haynes. There we go. <laughs> Okay, here we go. I've got one that's a, a Star Lord. Um, it's it's it looks like it's 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 a mask on some sort of shield or crest. They're very smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one looks like a uh, it's a it's a picture of the gang of Star Lord in front. Uh, and the uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! You got a holographic. I got rocket. a holographic rocket raccoon. Holy shit! These are upper deck. These are legit. Are they really? Yeah. So I actually like got something I'm making fun of. Okay, cool. I mean, they're just a legitimate like car trading brand. Right on. Only at Walmart. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Exclusive. Haynes. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. The way this just sludges down here in a second. It just dives so deep. I love it. On oh, this chant live. That's what I'm talking about. This part live is just, you can't beat it. It's weird. My immediate thoughts when I think of live shit are Metallica, like in terms of audience interaction, are Metallica and Ben Folds. Ben, <laughs> ben Folds does amazing audience interaction shit. I have no doubt. Um, and this Drax one's actually kind of cool. It's like cut out. That Drax moment with uh, with with Ego when he talks about his creating his penis, I I YouTubed it. It is great. Just the look he gives him, where he's like, "Huh." <laughs> it's very good. The whole interaction with that group there is is great. That's what those movies are all about. They got to be careful, or David Bautista is just gonna steal that fucking franchise. Yeah, he's so good in that movie. Yeah, he is a actually great actor. Yeah, he's in uh, the new Blade Runner movie for like I a, forget that for like a scene oh, okay very different character and very good I'm in it, I got no problem with it very good him in inspector for what he's given is he's very good he's very intimidating he plays that part perfectly. yeah yeah and check this out free movie rental voodoo all right so creeping so, death is still going yeah we can jump to Cthulhu if you want so I don't listen to this song enough mm-hmm because um, I think when I go for an instrumental, I usually listen to Orion. Um, my word. This song. <laughs> Good Lord. This song is absolutely incredible. Cheese and cripes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have, and I'm going to add this to it right now, a whole playlist of just instrumental songs. When I think of this track, too, I think of the S&M version. They opened that concert with this song. That's why I know it. Okay. And it, um, because I, I definitely didn't listen to it off Ride the Lightning, but I, yeah, okay, that makes sense. It's maybe the track on that whole concert that works the best too. But again, it's such a natural fit. It like this what is you're a symphony, just, yeah. This is kind of where the Cthulhu theme with them begins too. 
I mean, oh, I, yeah, I mean, they have like yeah, I think three yeah. or four tracks that are I mean, even through the never. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's not strictly, but it's definitely of that mindset of madness and yeah. Just as you were talking about the how good the production on Fade to Black is with the remaster, this one really shines too. Oh, that, for yes, that clean guitar open and then how it comes in. Again, also showcases like the best of Metallica. As much as I love uh, James's vocals, and in a lot of ways that makes Metallica like they're never better than on their instrumental tracks. They just including um anesthesia and my favorite thing about anesthesia is that it's so imperfect it's not a like really great take it's just such a human take yeah i think we've talked about that ad nauseum but when they're do, when they do instrumental it it just grabs your attention especially it, it's almost like you're waiting for the vocals to arrive but you don't want them to arrive you know what i mean i do know what you mean man i think metallica could be viewed by some people and i have this opinion like uh Coyden Cambria, so much respect for everybody involved in that band, and even the vocalist. I just can't stand his voice. And it's one of those bands where I'm like, hey, I wouldn't mind if that guy was just not singing on any of the tracks. And I, if somebody said that about Metallica, I'd be like, okay, sure. I'm sure there's a lot of people that feel that way. Yeah. I think when they do this kind of uh, orchestration build like this, this is also what separates them from other bands at the time, other similar bands at the time. I think this is why they're a notch above those others can't disagree with that they have this mastery that the other ones don't of just like song structure and, stuff. and puppets shut the <laughs> fuck up <laughs> i'm sorry um let's let's draft our two songs so we're both putting oh together. fuck oh fuck ah fuck you gotta think about this okay um we each get two songs from each album uh i, I believe i got to go first on kill them all so you can go first on this album okay creeping death get bent i'm sorry i got to I got to. Um, okay. I need to write this down. Okay. You chose uh, um, Creeping Death. I'm going to go with Ride the Lightning. Yep. Good man. I'm going Bells. Hells Bells. No. <sighs> uh, yeah. I can't fault you there. I will, I'll go Cthulhu. Oh, wow. 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 Uh, wow. <laughs> it's just too good. Um, the, this album cover is very strong. This, that treatment of the blue that's like white and really raised, I think is my favorite Metallica logo. Yeah. It's, uh, I would say the most iconic. It's really good. Yeah. Second place, probably master of puppets. The, that, that logo. Just the yeah. Crisp. I, the justice cover. I like a lot. Like not necessarily the, yeah. the title artwork with the cover, the Doris, uh, and the black album. I just like the, simplicity and the the spinal tap of it all is is absurd yeah, yeah. do you I, I know how you feel about load and reload the mm. albums i really dig both those album artworks too oh like the cover of load yeah oh i think it's metal as fuck the fluid I really and do. Then the smoke y- on the yeah. other one it's 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 i it's so and once you know what it is you're like that's fucked up i love it more <laughs> those are like they kind of rebranded because it was cow's blood and that dude's come right <laughs> something like that yeah, yeah. um yeah, as far as going for a new look for the band, like, I it, the one I don't like is the 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 fist. The really, yeah. Does it feel like of that time or like? It feels like it's trying to be Rage Against the Machine or something. Okay. Yeah, it definitely feels like they were going for something there. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not crazy about the Death Magnetic one. Uh, the coffin. Uh, with oh, the, I like, like that. No, I like that a lot. It's really metal, but it's also very literal. I. I mean, I guess Ride the Lightning and Master Puppets are too. 
no, I, I I really like the Death Magnetic one. Yeah. <clears throat> Although Hardwired is probably my favorite. Yeah. Especially the the different versions of it. If you just Google, it, there's so many versions. But the the official one is is awesome. But yeah. I like that they're. The way they implement that stuff like live with the visuals, it, it works really well for like a setting, setting a like stage. Yeah. I love, uh, we've talked about it with Meteora before. Hold on. This breakdown that gets into the end is like kind of prog rocky. I don't know if that's picking up very well. <laughs> and then the way it goes back to just that that opening guitar. And the end of the song is so epic. This part. Just a guy with a big drum in a Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. But come on, dude. So grand. Dead. Like, I'm dude. finished. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. No. It. Oh, and then I. By the way, on autoplay on Spotify, it goes immediately into Ecstasy of Gold, and I'm like, no, I have to stop. I have to stop listening. So good. Um, any final thoughts on Ride the Lightning? I, 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 I fucking love it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really... It, you know what? After we do this revisit, we need to do our album rankings. Absolutely. That'd be perfect. Uh, there, uh, there's two tracks on there that I would maybe skip. There's no track on there that, like, even on Hardwired, which I think is probably my favorite, I would still probably skip the Lemmy song most, most of the time. I would. Um, all right. Yeah. You want to play a game? Engineer Abby, are you playing? Or yeah. Is she playing? Yeah. Okay, Engineer course. Abby, get over here. So Metallica has some, some cool little little treats on their website. Oh, boy. Um, if you go to Metallica.com slash tour slash statistics, it will give you uh, live song stats. Let me give you an example here. Uh, it will give you the song, and you can sort it alphabetically or however you like. Uh, song... The first time the song was played live, the last time it's been played live, and then the total count, number of times the song has been played. Holy shit. So um, we're going to play a little game of high-low with number of times that the track's it's been happening, played It's happening, folks. Yeah, it's Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> so let me give you an example here. Inter Sandman yeah. has yeah. been played 1,267 times live. Wow. Uh, it's the sixth highest track that's been played live. Um, what? One. The track one. Do you think it's higher or lower than Inner Sandman at 1,267? One off of... That's Master. Injustice. Justice? Okay, my bad. Ooh, I, I see Harry thinking about this. Mm. Higher or lower? I'm going to say higher. I'm going to say higher. I will say lower. It's higher. How many? How many? 1,424. Wow. 1,424. It's crazy how to think how many uh, performances they had before the Black Album. 
They toured a lot, man. Because you said it's Sandman. That's definitely their biggest hit, but that's, yeah, it only makes sense that that can't be the most played one. Yeah. They had bigger hits before that, and those yeah. don't go away. All right. Uh, battery, higher or lower than 1,424? I'll say higher. It's lower. 940. Oh, okay. With battery. All right, 940, 940. Fade to black, higher or lower than 940? Yeah, I, 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 I too will have to say higher. Yeah. Good job. It's higher. Yeah. <laughs> 1,162. Speaking of, have we been keeping score? Do we need to keep score? I am keeping score. We're even. You're both tied. Yeah. <laughs> two, two. Okay. That was fade to black. Through the never. Higher or lower than fade to black at 1,162? Lower. You're both right. <laughs> 228. Wow. Whoa. Wow. It's for real, though. That barely gets played. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You know, I think they played a lot like right after Black Album and then like recently they've started okay. playing it again. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So that was Through the Never 228. The memory remains higher or lower than Through Ooh. the Never? Higher. Oh. I'll say lower. It's higher at 251. Oh, okay. So barely. So not much higher. All right, 251, memory remains. Saint Anger, higher or lower than 251? Fuck. Lower. Lower. It's lower. Woo. 173. Wow. Wow. And that's their biggest one. That's their biggest hit off of that album. Well, let's see. <laughs> whoa. Engineer Abby <laughs> coming in hot. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Do not disrespect Metallica okay. in those house. Whoa. More politically correctly saying that it's a more controversial album in terms of how much fans appreciate its existence. That was a very political yeah, answer. I like that. I li- you can you crumple can, up that paper and shred it now. You can run for office. Uh, okay, well, let's see here. Frantic, higher or lower than St. Anger at 173? I'm going to say higher. They were really trying to pitch that song real hard. I will say lower to be different. It's higher. 180. Wow. So... Pretty close. Pretty Fuck close. Fuck you there. guys. <laughs> I'm genuinely surprised. But I like saying wow. <laughs> yeah, you can't stop. Once you pop. It's true. <laughs> um, all right, let's jump up to current day. Hardwired. Higher or lower than frantic at 180? Higher. Lower. It's lower. And I think they've played it almost at every show since it came out. But. Hard. 81. Just 81? 81 times. Uh, Let's keep it on the same album. Halo on Fire. Higher or lower than Hardwired? Lower. Lower. It's lower. 54. Wow. Wow. Uh, Again, let's keep it on the same album. Here Comes Revenge. Higher or lower than Halo on Fire? <laughs> it's I'll around. say higher. It's lower. They've played it zero times. <gasps> wow. They've not played it much. Not yet. Maybe on this arena tour we'll get a, a fresh night, fresh date. Revenge. So whatever the next song is, I'm gonna go ahead and say higher. Right. King King Nothing. <laughs> higher or lower than zero. It's higher. It is. At three fifty eight. 358. 
Uh, fuel, higher or lower than 358? Definitely higher. It is higher. 484. That's still much lower than I would think. Right? Much, much lower. Right? That's what I thought, too. Um, all right, Fuel, 484. Last Caress, the cover of the Misfits song. Higher or lower than Fuel? Lower. Higher. It's higher. What? Which shocked me. 799. What? I played that That's song a great. lot. That makes me really happy that they love that song so much. Wherever I May Roam, higher or lower than Last Caress at 799. Higher. Higher. It's lower. You're kidding. Uh, wherever I May Roam, yeah, 791. Eight tracks lower than Last Crest. That's crazy. That's nuts. They must have played Last Crest a lot like before the Black Album came out, too. Uh, for sure, yeah. Well, because well, that, that song was around before they were, yeah. I'm counting real quick. This is not quick anymore for counting. Um, so it's 11 to 10, Remy. So, Abby, if you nail this one and Remy does not, it'll be a tie. Uh, Master of Puppets, higher or lower than Wherever I May Roam at 791? Higher? I'll say lower. It's higher. Ah! How much higher? Uh, it's actually the most played track by Metallica. Wow. 1,569 times. Awesome. Do you want me to give you the top 10? Yes. Master of Puppets, uh, Seek and Destroy, Creeping Death, One, For Whom the Bell Tolls, Enter Sandman, Sad But True, Fade to Black, Nothing Else Matters, and Battery. Bat Tom Bang. That's all I got. Hey, good job by you, Remy. Hey, thanks. Good show. Suck it, Abby. Hey, you guys tie. <laughs> good job by you, Abby. That's all we got for this week. For this app. It is, it, hey, you know what, though? Great app. Yeah. And and this week, guys, very excited to be celebrating this tour with everybody, getting them hot ticks. Yeah. Oh, we're going to do it, and we'll let you know when we do. Yeah. Oh, shit. I, think, I don't think we ever ended an episode of Riff Raff. We have to start over. End it. End it. I'm just going to erase this recording. Oh, yeah. Let's okay. just... Uh, uh, yeah, off to never know. It's not gonna matter. All right, we'll be back. It's not gonna matter. We'll be back yeah. soon. Off to never never land. Yeah, bye. <laughs>